Welcome to Scent 315. We're here to encourage and equip Christians to engage in the adventure of sharing Jesus with those that God puts into their life. And we're so glad you're here. Michael. Yeah. I usually start the podcast, Matthew, like for a year. All the, my first words out of my mouth are, Matthew. So I, <laughs> how are you, man? I feel good. I feel good. Yeah? Neil? How do you feel? I feel good. I think Michael looks good. Yeah. Ooh. I know you, you said- we were just saying the opposite. His jacket. I mean, oh, his jacket is very jacket. nice. There's three nice jackets here. Man, I wish I was in video. No, I don't. <laughs> Mike, how's your- how, This is Mike Van Meter, Pastor Neil Hoffman with Matt and- I'm super honored that you're both here. I really am. This is cool. I just have this feeling though, before I get to your podcast, is that if this place blew up right now, church would be in some trouble. A little bit of trouble, don't I, you think, Matt? I wish it would. Let's, let's I wish it would, but I don't know if that's true. You don't think that's true? I'm thinking more highly than you guys that I ought. It's just God and you'd be surprised. Yeah, he can do a lot. <laughs> how replaceable you are this is going very dark the Mike, replacements how is your podcast doing man i've been i pushed you for years to do it i'm so excited that it's going how is it going excellent question kevin the unyielding podcast is going strong we just released two weeks ago and we just got done filming right before this podcast in this room our eighth episodes it's been great it's been an adventure it's just a it's a little bit different than this podcast it's five guys just talking about anything and everything from a biblical perspective and you can find the Unyielding Podcast. On, it's a video podcast. Yeah. So you can find it on YouTube, on X, formerly Twitter, and on anywhere where you get your audio podcasts. I, I'm excited, and I hope everybody who's listening tunes into it. It is really good. And share with a friend. Like yeah. it, subscribe. Oh, yeah. What does Sarah smash teach us the, to say? Share. Smash the button. Mm. I don't know. Like, share, review. Yeah, that's right. Review. That yeah, gives a review on Apple Podcast. Podcast. Yeah. Or there you yeah. go. Dude, I really am so excited about March at Foothills. Right. I would love for you to explain last year what happened when all the pastors, all the admins at Foothills Christian Church got together to actually plan the entire year. Yeah. And something happened in that meeting yeah. that was very cool. And it's part of what we want to talk about today. Yeah, so it, it's neat. We were, as I think, I believe October, we were doing- our, 2022. Yeah, 2022. Right. We were doing our planning for that entire year, 2023, putting on our events, what we're going to add, what we're going to take away. And we're going through this whole thing and we've got this huge wall. How many people do we have in the room? 30? Oh, at least, yeah. So we had about 30 of our directors and, and high-level ministry leaders. And the whole wall is filled with 12 giant- boards and we're putting all of the events and things that we're going to do that month just like month to month wow and it was filled i'm telling you <laughs> absolutely wow. filled top to bottom except for one month march yeah some reason march was there there just almost was nothing on it and uh, mike and i are sitting next to each other and i'm just praying like why is that and mike says uh this was his idea and i'm saying it's my idea uh -oh. and matt already knows it was my idea <laughs> that's right <laughs> and so um we just feel the lord say that he's pulling march for what's most important and at foothills it's a big church and the way that you make a big church feel like a small church is you get involved in home groups amen amen the core of our church for a long time so we decided to make March home group March, which means we cancel basically <laughs> every event, everything that goes on, minus our, our youth ministries and the regular things like that. 
so that we can focus on what's important. And we tell everybody, go to a home group this month. You don't have extracurricular stuff at Foothills. You have one assignment. Go to a home group. And we do a series and we'd launch a home group event where people can go and yeah. check out new ones. And it was wildly successful yeah, last year. It sure was. And we're doing the same thing this year. We're doing the same thing this year. And I love when we were talking about what the theme was going to be for this year. It's right to the core of my heart. And I'm so stoked. Right. So Mike probably did come up with this one. And so he what's did. the theme, man? And what are we going to be doing in March? So the theme for March is we're going to do a, a sermon series and it's going to go into the home groups and all that kind of stuff. But it's, it's basically like our focus is going to be called Church in the Wild. And the idea behind it actually came from a funny idea. It was, you drive around saying, you know, we have been putting these decals on the back of people at Foothills Church. Whether they want them or not. <laughs> so we have a, a large percentage of our church has these decals on their car. Mm -hmm. And it's a big church, right? So you drive around San Diego and pretty much wherever you are in San Diego, pretty common to see a Foothills Church sticker. And you're like speeding up to try to see, do I know this person? Who is this person? And how, <laughs> how often do you actually know the person? I, Seriously, rarely, which is yeah, for real, embarrassing to say. As I pastor think it's of our church, you're seeing yeah. like a side profile view quickly, yeah, and you can't place them. Yeah, and then I'm trying to honk and yeah. trying to get their attention. So you drive through a parking lot at Costco or wherever, and Home Depot, and you see Foothill stickers. It's just cool, and it's cool to think. The reason we've done it is to just let people know, yeah. hey, there's a church here. And so if, when somebody invites you to Foothills, or you see your neighbors go to Foothills, it just gives you a sense of who they, those people are and that yeah. kind of thing. And we've, over the years, it's been surprising to me. I would have not guessed this was going to be the truth, but a lot of people have come to Foothills because of a bumper sticker, because yeah, of decal, because which every, is so crazy. Everybody yeah. puts down, not everybody, but most of the people, when they're a visitor, puts down, how did you hear about Foothills? Whether it's a friend, it's the website, billboard, whatever. And the decal comes up a lot. Yeah. It really, truly does. But even when the decal is actually the purpose, a lot of times they don't write it down. They saw that their neighbor went to a church and yeah. they're like, hey, we should go to church. Yep. Hey, the guy two doors down goes, we see the sticker, let's go ask him. And, and then they write down, hey, the Millers brought us. Yeah. And I'll tell you, way over 90%, maybe as high as 95%, is somebody invited somebody. Right. But to be able to see that up there where when you're hurting, when you're looking for something, when you just are trying to get back to God, whatever the situation is, you know, having it in the front of their mind that I know that church or I'm my neighbor or whatever, it, it's just been really a big deal. So that's been like the last four or five years we've been doing that decal campaign. And the, the idea just really comes out of that, which is the church is not intended to be just the church, the building on Sundays, right? The church is the people of God and Amen. God intends the church. The Bible talks about the church being everywhere, right? right. Uh, in the city center, involved in the life of the people, like just in your neighborhood, like we're Christians, like the, the church is the people of God. And so often we end up defaulting to, especially in today's culture where there's growing opposition to Christians and stuff, there's sort of a, a tendency or a temptation to withdraw into our own community or just be within our own services and our Christianity doesn't feel welcome in the workplace or with our neighbors or just in our regular lives. And so that it's funny, the decals kind of people being out there, all these cars go around Foothills Christian church stickers on them is man, we actually want that just to be emblematic of Christians that are going out into all these, you're going out into your workplace, you're going out into your neighborhood, you're going out to your gym, you're going out to the places you shop, the restaurants, and you're bringing the gospel, you're bringing the Holy Spirit with you. Mm -hmm. And that's how God intends the church to be, right? That's Amen. the church in the wild. Yep. And so that's our idea that we want to promote is we don't want to be a church 
that's just stuck inside so church. Cool. We want to be a church out there and going for it. It reminds me so much of uh, a guy who wrote a book, Monday Morning Atheist, and it's Doug Spada. And we have a relationship. I haven't seen him in a while. He went to Journey for a while and he wrote this book. And the idea was so many Christians, when they go to work on Monday morning, they shut off their God switch, like a light switch. It just goes off. And it's God's not here and it doesn't belong here and whatever fears, whatever the devil has put into people's heads. And it shouldn't be that way. You don't turn into an atheist when you go to work. God right. is active there because you're there. Yep. That is right. your workplace. That's your garden that you Come need to, to cultivate and everything. And it made so much sense to me. Mm-hmm. And, Great and title. why are you excited about this series and what we're going to be doing Completely. I'm excited because I want to get people engaged outside of the church. If we're all good Christians inside of the church, all that does is make us docile Christians. And that's exactly where the enemy wants us. Mm-hmm. The, the, he's not trying to get us to deny Christ or pull away from Christianity. He knows he can't do that. The truth is so powerful. If you know the truth, the lie, it can't penetrate. But what he can do is he can make us docile. He can make us not matter. He can make us weak. He can make us totally ineffective in the kingdom of God. And if he can do that, he wins. Mm. But if we stand up, energize our Christian faith, and, and here's the other deal. You don't just have to go out there and start proclaiming the word of God. You, some people just don't have that in them. They're not going to go out there with a, hopefully not with a bullhorn, but in the workplace, yeah. just becoming Ned Flanders. But what they can Mm -hmm. do is go out there and live out their Christian life unapologetically. This is who I am. This is where I stand. And and that's one of the best ways that you get people to come to church by living it out publicly. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And what is going to surprise a lot of people if they embrace this and walk in this Mm -hmm. is that people want it. And maybe not everybody, Mm -hmm. but people are hungry for hope and love and connection and purpose, right? And so there's an audience out Mm -hmm. there that really needs you. It says all creation groans to see the sons of God. There's an audience out there that really desperately needs this. And so we can be unafraid and just enter into it. Yeah, that's a key thing, you know, with this whole idea of church in the wild. I think our third week, we're actually talking about how we're so afraid that when we go out into the wild, that the wild is going to get wild with us, mm-hmm. like that they're going to get aggressive against <laughs> us. Yeah. I've been a Christian a long time, and I'm telling you, I've lived my Christian walk out in every neighborhood I've been in and every job I've ever had. I have lots of stories of people come to the Lord or being influenced, and I have almost no stories of the world getting wild back at me, yeah. like of intense persecution of any form almost every single time it's been met with appeasement people have been happy about it yeah we have an entire the bible says that the the harvest is plentiful that's right why are we afraid to go pick what's plentiful out there people are wanting what we have they're desiring it they're ready they just need someone who's going to go out of the walls of the church not be docile and get wild and part of this series mike is going to be throwing out some ideas or some things that other people have done. And we're talking about regular people, not super evangelists and everything. But as people who are listening to this podcast know, people are made in way different ways. They're all different ways, right? There are people with bullhorns. It might not be for everybody. What are some of those stories of people outside the walls of the church? What kind of things have they done that might really click with some people that are listening? 
before I get to that, I just, just want to say what's interesting about this idea is there's sort of two sides to the coin, right? There's not just the people out there who need to hear the gospel and they need to hear the truth and be conformed to it, but there's also what happens in the Christian when you go out and live your life in the wild, right? When you are going out to be who God made you to be, there's a freeingness to it. There's a growth. There's a strength that makes it a lot more exciting. Yeah, I remember Mark has always told that story about the guy who came to church and he was brand new. He's listening to the sermon, worship. And at the end of the service, he comes up to the pastor. He says, okay, pastor, like, when do we get to do the stuff? And he's like, what stuff? And he's like, the stuff Jesus did. Like you pray for people and you see people healed. <laughs> yes. like, when, do, when do we get to do right. the stuff? Uh, and that's actually the heart of the Christian. Yeah. I mean, when do we get to do the stuff? And the truth is out there is where you get to do the right. stuff. We get to um, right. encounter people and love on people and forgive people and pray for people and right. see the Holy Spirit show up and see God move in power. And so I would say, I think Neil said unapologetically, I think that's the idea is man, when we stop being scared of being rejected, we stop being scared of maybe they're not going to like us, or maybe this is going to get back to HR and I'm going to get in trouble. You want to be appropriate and you want to be reasonable. But when you just start seeing people's needs and meeting it, people who are struggling and you say, Hey, are you, you know, I have a, I feel like the Lord is showing me something. I don't know if you're a Christian or not, but I feel like I have a word for you. You're open to that idea of saying that but, to someone yeah. or you're you're talking to your neighbors and you're being open about your Christianity. You're inviting people to church. You're sharing your faith with them. In all these different ways, I think that's where kind of the rubber meets the road. So I think one of the things that we're going to be talking about in this series is where are the places that are wild to you? Like you can come to church and you can do ministry at church and that's great. I think everybody should be serving the yep. church in a ministry. Yep. But then outside the walls of the church, there's a lot of ministry to do out there that might not be, I show up on Tuesday from three to six. So it, it it might not be as structured as that, but it's ministry in the same way. So I'm talking about what are the places where God has put you? Who are the people that God has already put in your life? Who's the one? Like who's just, you don't have to save the world. You don't have to start with everything. You could just start with where has God put me right now? Who's sitting next to me at work? Who do I talk to on the phone? Who's a client of mine? Who do I see at, on a regular basis? Who lives on either side of my house? Who's my dog groomer? Who's the guy I see at the gym in yeah. the morning, right? Who are these people that God has put in my life? And let me just start praying about them. Let me start yeah. seeing what kind of with them. Yeah. And how do I find the one and just, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? Let me just, I don't have to do it all. I just yeah. have to do one thing. No, I, I love that. And I, and I love great. what we were talking about this. One thing that was really exciting to me is that it's not training like the four spiritual laws, taking out tracks. Here's the Romans road. It goes beyond evangelism. Oh yeah. What it goes into is being who right. Christ has created you to be and in his power and with his gentleness and love, just being a Christian, serving, yeah. loving. It's just, it's so good and supernaturally natural. Yeah. Can I, I want to add, you had a qu you asked, what's it look like? I want to give you yeah. uh, some e e yeah. examples. I love this. Like, right? Let's go. I want to give you one of my friend, Chelsea. She was at Panera's and She's in there. She's just going to buy a cookie. She actually wasn't even supposed to go in there, honest truth. They were on a budget. She was going over her budget right now. But she just went in there to get some work done. And she feels the Lord say, hey, I want you to talk to this girl. And she's, I'm not talking to that girl. That's crazy. Like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and she just couldn't break it. So she decided, okay, you know what? If by the time I get my cookie, if she's still sitting there, I'll talk to her. We all make deals with God. So she gets her cookie. <laughs> she turns around. And now the girl's boyfriend's there. And she's like, I am not talking to her. So she walks by the table on the way out the door and all of a sudden just the power of God hits her and he says, where's your boldness? She just, she's, wasn't even, 
able to process and her whole body turns around <laughs> and stares right at this girl. And then out of her mouth, she just says, I just want you to know the Lord sees you. You're not alone. And she leaves, doesn't know what happened. That's church in the wild. Yeah. I'll tell you what happens. A month later, she sees the girl in Panera and the girl comes up and says, hey, you're the one that's still over that. her budget. Yeah, still over her budget. <laughs> the girl says, you don't know this, but my boyfriend and I were talking about having an abortion. He wanted me to get an abortion and I was having a hard time. And then you said, the Lord sees you and he's with you. And I didn't have an abortion. Beautiful. Yeah, wow. yeah, I'm crying, man. I'm going to so give you another one right now because I love this oh, one too. Yes. So the Lord told me a while ago, and I, I don't know if I've shared this on the podcast. Maybe I have. The Lord told me to buy this guy a surfboard, this I other pastor. I love that story. Long story of why. So I told my wife, hey, we're supposed to buy this guy a surfboard. We live in San Diego. And my wife said, we don't have money to buy a surfboard. I'm like, I know. I'm just telling you what God said. <laughs> so about three months later, we end up with an extra $1,000 and Heather's like, okay, fine, Neil, go buy that guy the surfboard. So I call my board dealer over in Hangar and um, there's a guy that I've been really trying to get to church and all this stuff. And I said, hey, I'm gonna go do this. What I'd like to do is just drop off some money you call this other guy so it's an anonymous gift to him. Yep. And here's the thing, the guy, the surfboard guy didn't understand that. He doesn't understand this idea of generosity. <laughs> don't let your right hand know what your left hand. He's like, no, I'll tell him who did it. I was like, I don't want you to. He's like, how would he know? I was like, he won't know. It's just a blessing to him. He's like, you get stuff back in the world. Amen. You don't do something for someone else unless you get something. Yeah. But this is not the world. This yep. is the church. So I go to the board shop and a guy from our church, Steve Collins, is standing outside. Steve's like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, oh, I'm going to buy a board. And this other guy, Mike, the board owner, he's like, no, he's buying a board for someone else. And <laughs> there goes and, the secret. And Steve's like... Who are you buying for us? And I reluctantly tell him the story. And Steve's like, no way, I'm in for half. There you go. Right there <laughs> in front of this guy that doesn't go to church. Yeah. He sees this kingdom generosity. Yeah. He's so moved by it. He goes, no way. Right. Okay. Okay. I'm in for a third. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we all bought this guy. A, it, it, it's just wow. incredible when the church becomes the church outside yes. Yes. of the walls. And, and there's a thousand stories that we can yeah. go through. Glory. Yeah, for sure. But that's what we live for. Yeah, live for those times where God gets to place us in the path of people who are primed and pumped and ready to see the church. Yeah. It, and that's where they're going to see the church. Yeah. You, you got to go visit them. Yes. Like in James, the orphans, the widows, and the CPAs, and the car mechanics and everything. So many people are so hungry. But it's the world is going to see the church being the church outside of the church. Right. That's what this is all about. And yeah, it says in... Matthew 5, let your light so shine before men, they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Yeah. We're supposed to be letting our light shine yeah. so that people can see it. And then when they see our light shining, it's going to cause them to glorify God. I know. It's like the way that you love one another, which is exactly what you were doing, that's going to show them that the Father sent the Son. It is so obvious. And, and it did. It, it is evidence it's a that it did. Yeah. Even if you made up that story, man. <laughs> but, but the deal is, it's so exciting. It is such an adventure. And that's what I love to try to explain to people. When you get in on this, the way that God made you, the shape, the style, the fragrance of Jesus that you have, they it is just so stinking cool. Mm -hmm. It is that's the way to right. live. Absolutely. And not doing it, it isn't really living the, fully. The other part of it too is we're not going out there and ginning up stuff and making up something, right? right. It's just being who we are. Like yeah. it's being our authentic. It's legit. It's being true to who we really are. It's one of the things I think about all the time is like, we go to church on Sundays. If, if you're involved in the life of the church, involved with Jesus, you should be 
growing. The Holy Spirit's living in you. You should be being convicted, challenged, all these different things. Like we, we should be living these spiritual lives. Right. And then I feel like so often what's really inauthentic is we go out and we hide these spiritual lives mm-hmm. we have, right? We don't, we try and keep it from people or something. But man, if you're excited about something, if, let's say you go to church on Sunday and the pastor preaches a, a sermon that encourages you or that challenges you in some way. Why wouldn't you share that yeah. with people? Or you get prayed for and you sense the power of the, whole, of the Holy Spirit come and give you a sense of peace. Why wouldn't you share that? You get excited about, you get fired up, you go to a camp or you go serve in some ministry or you're doing something, whatever, through your home group. Why wouldn't you tell people about, oh man, this great thing happened to me. You guys, yeah. it was, yeah. It's so cool. I want to tell you about it. If, if you want a car, you would tell people about yeah. it. If you went on a great vacation, you'd come back and show people pictures and tell them right. about it. This is just us sharing our regular life of yeah. who we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So what are we encouraging? And did yeah. you have something? Yeah. Let me just say something. You know, Mike, you were talking about why wouldn't people do this? I think that people think that sharing the, the things about Jesus are for evangelists. And they're like, I'm not an evangelist. Not everybody's an evangelist. I'll get out of the way for the other evangelists to come out there. Okay. Throw that thought out of your mind yes, right now. Yes, please. The Bible doesn't say, hey, if at all possible, if it works out in your schedule, <laughs> if you have something to say and have time, then go out to all the nations preaching and mm. making disciples. It doesn't say if you're available and whatever. It's not awkward. It's not awkward. Comes up naturally. <laughs> if it feels good. Then go. It doesn't. It says, here, you oh the great commission the great commission is going to make disciples of all nations the great commandment is love god and then love your neighbors. loves your neighbors and it's not talking about the neighbor that sits to the right and left of you at the seat at church you never leave the only one you sit at when you get there no jesus was talking about everyone around you their demands they're not requests yes they're things that we need to live by period end of story whether you're a gifted evangelist or whether you're just a good man. Can I just give one example of me just being a good man? Is that right when I was a kid? Yeah. Not a okay? pastor? Sorry. Listen, okay. this is a message not from a pastor. That's This is the important part. Because when this happened, I was not a pastor. I was younger, I owned a detail company, and I was detailing for I had a bunch of these wholesale clients, and this one was a Pacific Nissan down in Pacific Beach. And there was this guy named Andrew. Andrew was the general manager there, and Andrew was a mean guy. He really was a mean guy. You'd see him cussing at everybody. One day he comes out and he unloads on, I'm just doing their cars. I don't work for Pacific Nissan. They contract me out and he unloads on me. And I just sit there and I smile and I listen to him and I don't, in, the world engage. You disrespect me, I disrespect you. You yell at me, I yell at you. You get mad at me, I get mad back. And I was just like, he was yelling about things that were going on in the world. And after a while he says, you know what? You're a Christian, aren't you? I've never told him I was a Christian. I never said a word about it. I didn't have a Jesus sticker on my car. I said, I am a Christian. He says, I can tell, but you're not just a Christian. You're one of those real Christians, aren't you? Look, at I didn't say a word to him. I didn't do anything. It was just the way that I lived. You don't have to be an evangelist to Come do a great commission. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to be wow. an evangelist to love your neighbor. You just have to be a good Christian. Yeah. And you know what? There's opportunities everywhere and you just get up in the morning and pray, Father, show me what you got for me and give me the courage to step into it. And boom. I like the example that Mike had when he was sharing with us. We tend to hang out with sinners. We've got some friends that are not perfectly in love with Jesus yet. And I like it. 
And you got that friend that you were talking about, that text message. Yeah. Can you describe that? Because I want it to be an encouragement to people to <laughs> keep those relationships with those people. Don't just hang out with Christians all the time. My goodness. Yeah. So this is a guy I grew up with. He's been always like very vocally against Christianity and he's gotten older. So he's softened a little bit. He's had kids and he's still totally not a Christian. He still ascribes to a very evolutionary kind of materialistic worldview. But anyways, we started this podcast recently, just launched. And so it's been out there and, and he listened to all of them. I can't share the text with you because it's laced with profanity, uh, <laughs> but it's, it's, it was basically like, Hey man, I've listened to all your podcasts. And if your target audience is people who have strayed from the faith or people who don't really know much about Jesus and are trying to go like, dude, you are over the target. Like you guys are doing awesome. And I really appreciate it. I feel like your church has always held that place that they've done a great job with that. And I don't think I want that in my life, but I can tell you guys are going for, it's just like a very complimentary, very thoughtful, open, the guy's paying attention to what's going on. He's come to different conclusions. He disagrees, but even that he's changed over the years, right? He just knows it's there. And so I just think here's this podcast. I'm just like this podcast. We're just putting it out to everybody, right? Yep. I have lots of Christian fr friends in our church and, but I have lots of people that are outside of that too. I have people I grew up with, people that I'm friends with in our neighborhood. They're not Christians. And I'm just putting it out to everybody because I'm excited about it. It's something we're doing. And again, this is just, we're Christians being Christians, right? We're just doing right. things and we're putting it out there for people and you can take it or leave it or reject it or whatever. And here's a guy who is totally really in opposition to our conclusions and to the Christian faith. And yet he's seeing some value. And it's interesting to see the Lord is just working on him. Mm. And it's just a P and that's so often, right? One man plants, one man's water, yep. one man's harvest, all of it's under the Lord. And that's how God works. He works through small pieces all the time. Everything doesn't have to be the grand conclusion. You don't have to start somebody with zero awareness of God. They've been living in the jungle, totally unaware of any higher power. And then you lead them all the way to Christ. God is at work in the whole world, calling all men to himself. Right. We get to be a part of that process. It might be a little step. It might be just confirmation about something. It might be something that they're going to reject now and reflect back on later. There's all these things that are happening, but I think it's exciting to be able to be a little part of that yeah. in lots of different ways. And I think that's when you think about it like that, you just think, man, God, you are at work in the whole world. And I, you, I get to join you in the ministry of reconciliation, yeah. reconciling the whole world to yourself. That's beautiful. I want to be a part of it. Yeah. And it is for absolutely everybody. I love the idea that Neil had a, a year or two ago and everybody can do this mm -hmm. and we're doing it. And any church could do this, but we are doing some balloon invitations yeah. to Easter. And so why were you onto that? And what's the idea of that? I really believe that our communities around us are, they're lost and they don't want to be lost. They're seeing the breakdown in the world and they're saying, well, what's going on? And they're looking at the church and they're saying, maybe there's more to it, but they don't know what to do. They don't know where to go. They, for Easter, they're like, we should go to church. I think there's a lot more people that are willing to go to church. Instead of doing a mail out, everybody throws that away. A door hanger, everybody throws that away. Sorry, Hank. We did something different. We decided to do helium balloons and there's one helium balloon and it's got a string that comes down to, I don't know, a rock, whatever's on the No, base. candy. Oh, Dude, candy. Even better. Yeah. A little candy. bag of candy. And halfway up is an invitation to our church. Let's say you drive home from work and you pull up and you see someone dropped a balloon off at your house. Neat. Can't ignore I it. Can't ignore it. I'm actually looking forward to seeing who cared. And here's the thing. It's not just the random church that came out. It was one of the neighbors. And yeah. don't we have a spot where they can write their name? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. So you look down and you're like, oh, the Hoffmans gave me this from a number of doors down. 
I should call him and think, and there's an invite to go to church with him. Amazing. We should go, babe. Let's do it. We yeah. like those guys. They're not weird. Well, maybe <laughs> they're, they're not that weird. Not that weird. <laughs> I won't make that claim, but okay. <laughs> and it's just something where take 10 balloons and go do it. I remember with my kids when they were really young, we literally would do this. And I don't know if this is for everybody, but we would go through our neighborhood and we'd say, hey, we're the Millers. We live down the street here. And we just wanted to know if you needed prayer for anything. We're Christians. We really believe in prayer. And how can we pray for you? Yeah. And ever since my kids were little, they knew that kind of stuff. Yeah. And this is something you can do with your kids and you can model with your kids like you guys do right now. Glory. And how hard is that? Right. You know? Is there any final point that you want to pass along to all the listeners? Yeah, definitely. If you're listening to this right now, I just want you to realize that this is your call. It's time to get wild. We've mm. been docile long enough. We have sat in our seats long enough. You've been sent. It's time to get wild. Right on. Let's go. Yeah. The, there's this idea like God made you to be an apex predator. Yeah. He made you to be out there. He gave you sharp claws and fangs and he wants you to, there's that verse in, in Acts where he tells Peter, rise and eat, kill and eat. He made us to go out there and be wild. And that's where we are intended to be. We're not intended to be enclosed somewhere. And so just knowing if you want to live your life to the full, you want the abundant life that Jesus has for you, that's going out and being in the hunt out there using your fangs and claws. Yeah, so, so you had two choices. You can either be the bear in the zoo that's walking back and forth, that has no purpose, that's not going to do anything, that's lost its tenacity. Or you can be that bear in the wild that really makes a difference yeah. in that environment. Come on. I am so stoked. I think for me, the conclusion is that everybody that is listening, just remember, you are sent. Amen. Amen.